Tom Bernard Show with... The Happy Birthday Show, you mean. Catherine Brandt. We're singing, we're singing. <laughs> Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Can we sing now? Before the candles burn up? Sure, I'd sure. probably be a good idea, All right. yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tom. Happy birthday to you. You gotta blow out the candles. Don't and look at the thing. More. And Cassie's sad little gluten-free turd. <laughs> oh my God. There you go. I think you need to work on your. Oh, thank uh, you. And I also have ice cream. We can use it later. Okay. We'll, we'll be, be back. back. Tom Bernard Joe. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine had to step out of the room because uh, I'm trying to settle that deal with Jaguar. Trying to take care of that. And the woman who called from Jaguar in New Jersey, the LU got, her name is Lucia, but the LU got cut off with a message. So it says, would you please call me back? My name is Seahag. Ooh. <laughs> it sounded like she said Seahag instead of Sia. Lucia is her full name. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting how they handle that whole deal. Yeah, it will be. I'll step in if you need help. Maybe I can talk. Well, so far it's in, you know, it's about 11. What? And then I'm believing. Wow. I'm just talking to Doug about car business. I'm talking about Paul's yeah, Automotive sure Group. People can't guess what that means. $11. $11. Very cheap. We have Dave on the phone, by the way. Wow, it says Turkish radio. I'm guessing it means... <laughs> Turkish radio. I'm guessing it means darkness radio. Turkish. Turkish radio, ladies and gentlemen. And here he is. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> darkness Dave. What's up? Happy birthday, buddy. Thank Welcome you. to your 50s. Thank you very much. It was 50s. really nice. We talk- oh. <laughs> and he goes, 50s? Wow. Well, I heard that over there. Yeah. It'll make you younger than mom. I would be younger than mom. And if- in... in- in honor of your birthday, I'm shame-eating a McRib sandwich in the car. Shame-eating. Honey, I told you not to do that anymore. 
Oh, yeah. See, you, <laughs> told, you can't judge me. <laughs> you can't tell me grips, what to do. The grips only come but once every five years here. I've got to eat them all I can. Is it really? Uh, why is it only once every five years? That was a very popular sandwich, I thought. I don't know. They're like the cicadas. I can't <laughs> show up every like five or seven years. The I've, cicadas. I've never had one. <laughs> You should have saw how giddy he was yesterday. He gets up, he goes, I have to go. And I'm like, where are you going? I got to go get me a McRib. McRib! <laughs> a lot of people really do just love them. Yeah. McRib. Well, there's no bone in them, right? No. no. I've never no had one. Are they right? good? A, sand- a rib either. sandwich with bone? That would be pretty bad. Well, it'd be hard to eat, but you could do it. You know, it would all work out in the end. Uh, Darkness, I need your take on this. And, and also, of course, Doug and Andy and Cassie are here. We're at the doctor's office yesterday. I took Catherine because she has a little, she hurt her hand, so I took her into the doctor. The doctor's a friend of mine, right? Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, and she looks at the doctor and says, Doctor, I have to tell you something about, you know Tom. He goes, yeah, I know Tom. She goes, you know he's crazy. He goes, oh, yeah, I know, he's crazy. <laughs> like, what is that? Support. <laughs> yeah, support. Support for me being crazy. That's really, really nice there, Turtle Dove. Really nice. Or so, she's she's just she's just looking for some kind of validation that she's not crazy. And as long as oh. he agrees with her that you're the crazy one, it makes life easier. But then an analyst told me that we're all crazy. It's the good crazy that matters. Mm. So a, everybody's crazy. It depends on how they're crazy. If you're if you're nuts crazy, then that's a problem. That's all there is to it. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, that's what they tell me. But, you know, luckily my wife and I are completely sane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be my judgment call right there, that you're both completely sane. There's you're no question up. about it. Hey, you're breaking up. What happened? Honest to God. Well, when are you going to go? I won't, uh, I won't keep you, Tom, but I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday, buddy. And, um, my wife and I would like to send you and your lovely wife on a seven-day Caribbean cruise. I mean, we can't, but we'd like to. We'd like to, <laughs> and, uh, we'd like to do that. It'll <laughs> and all work instead, out. Uh, we'll have to take you out to dinner and a movie and uh, get us out for an adult night and hang out and uh, just get out. So have a, have a great birthday, and let's connect soon. And, and I'm hoping I can swing by and visit you guys next week sometime. Sounds terrific. Thanks very much, man. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Darkness Dave, ladies and gentlemen, name the 80,000 shows he's on again. Oh, geez. Well, he just did Ghost <laughs> Adventures Live for Halloween. Right. But uh, he does Midnight in the Desert. You can listen to him Monday through Friday, um, 11 p.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. The Art 2 a.m. of Apple Valley. Yes. I'm hoping it's 11 a.m. to 2 a- 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. No, it's 11 p.m. Yeah. To 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's not 2. You said 2 p.m. Oh, did I? He'd oh, been on no. The air. You know, I'd been on the air about well, 14 he, it hours. Well, seems like, like he has Lewis. been on the air. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah, it's a da- Darkness Dave marathon. Yeah, so I'm sorry. It's, yeah, 2 a.m. Central. Okay. And you can listen to that live at midnightinthedesert.com. All if you right. can't listen live, you can become a time traveler and subscribe and listen to all the archives. See, there you go. And then Beyond the Darkness on... Uh, podcast one mm-hmm. and then he has true crime tuesday on patreon so all he does is work 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 and yes. then call in and eat mcrib sandwiches well he's playing catch up right now because we were on the cruise right. and then he had to go right. to a, a paranormal conference last weekend so i mean he was he went from miami to las vegas to green bay oh, to here he does a lot of that doesn't he yeah well this time of year it's real busy for him with the, you know from august to october mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be at the Wizard World Comic Con in Madison at the last weekend of this month. I want to say it's the 30th and December 1st. I think it's two days. That sounds um, right. I think the last day of the month is a Saturday. Or there something. you yeah. go. Yeah, so I can't tell. Well, I don't it's easy. No, it's not. The last day of the month is a no. Don't it? It's a Friday. Yeah. Because isn't Thanksgiving on the 22nd? Yeah. yeah. That'd make Friday yeah. the 23rd, which would make the 30th a Friday. Okay. Okay, so it's All Friday. All I ever do We managed is to figure that out without consulting a calendar. <laughs> I Isn't know. That exciting? Really exciting. And the 20, yeah, and the 22nd is Dave's birthday on Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. So we're going to have fun with that. I'm going to put candles in the turkey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nice touch. You can hear the turkey jokes just writing themselves. Yes, it's all true. (laughs) So Catherine is out negotiating business with Jaguar, so hopefully that will get straightened out. Um, 
No, it's just one of those deals. I have to have, a, you know, some work done on the car, and uh, I'm going to have new tires. But I don't really have to put new tires on it, but I'm going to have to sooner or later. So I may as well do it now. Yeah, it's it's always fun to put tires on luxury, high-performance cars, isn't it? Yeah, they're really... <laughs> Although here he I, comes, make sure the Visa card's got some room on it. Mm-hmm. Someone I know owned a Rolls Royce Phantom, and the new tires on the Rolls Royce Phantom were six thousand dollars. Yeah, oh Nissan God. makes a car called the GTR, which is basically a racing car that you can Motors, drive yeah. legally. But right. the brake jobs are twenty grand. So what happens if you put like two hundred dollar tires on a car like that? Well. The problem with because I've got an older Mercedes that that it's the size of the tire that makes them expensive, so they're really wide, and then they've got a really narrow profile or the sidewall is really yeah, yes. small, and oh, so, so that's they're why like, they're, they're expensive. Cars. So you couldn't put a Hyper regular tire. size tire on there; it, would, it wouldn't even it wouldn't fit the rim. Ah. It's so the only way through. to do it is if you got like basic wheels and stuff, but then the car looked terrible. So it's just one of the joys. In other words, there's no really super affordable way to drive luxury cars. No. They are expensive to repair. And it's just i got to tell you something. When I lived at Plymouth and Girard as a kid, I was playing out in the street on Girard, not on Plymouth, so it wasn't that busy. And I heard this horrendous noise, like that kind of noise, but it was really loud. The sound of someone driving down the street without a tire? You got, no, without four tires. Four tires? There were six guys in a car driving down the street on four rims. Well, the least they could have done is all gotten out except one. Oh, no, no, they did it on purpose. Oh. They did it intentionally. Just to be a pain. And there were sparks flying. It was a Pontiac. I remember it was an old Pontiac and it was kicking out Sparks like a madman. Mm-hmm. Now that Catherine's back, I can open up my gift from Doug Sprintall, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Hopefully it's um, pictures of Doug on a stick. What is, no. <laughs> what is sac, sac a cadeau? What does that mean? What? Can I see the word? Sac a cadeau. A uh, gift bag. Oh, yeah, it's French. He's reading yeah. the label oh, from the that's gift bag manufacturer. It says gift bag in the front of it, you cheater. No wonder you don't like presents. You just pick them apart. Yeah, he's horrible. Vive la France! Why he's is this horrible. in French? Why is this in frog language? Yes, no. It must be French. What, kind of what kind of name is Sprint? Sprinthal is English, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You and I both have English names. Sprint Hall. Oh, that's uh, that's what Rosen used to call it. Yeah, yeah. You a Sprint lot of Hall? people call me that. Yeah. You know, Doug Sprint Hall. They never quite get it right. And I love Correct that. him, and then he just asks, ah, screw it. He signed well, you it have as, the same thing. He signed it as Jackie Gleason, which I really appreciate. <laughs> I love that. How you doing, pal of mine? And the book is... Have you heard of this guy? No. Oh, you'll... Do you like Carl Hyacin? Yes. This is Carl Hyacin on steroids. It's... Uh, uh, they all, all the stories oh, take place in this. Florida, and the central character is a mass murderer, and his sidekick is a pothead. I mean, they're the they're really <laughs> the craziest stories ever. A guy That's named Tom Dorsey, and there's probably there might be a do- Tim Dorsey. Tim there might Dorsey, be yeah. about a dozen of those. But if you uh, read about the first two or three chapters, and you'll either be completely hooked, or you'll go, "This is like the weirdest stuff I've ever read in my well, life." Well, you know him. He'll be completely hooked. <laughs> And, he'll but, love he'll com- it. but he'll complain. Right. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know, you know what she did me yesterday? Oh, Honestly, sorry, I have to be nice to you. I birthday. take her in to visit a doctor friend of mine because she has a little pain oh in her Oh, my right God. Hand. That was like the best moment of my life. <laughs> Going to the doctor? No, we were no, sitting in a waiting said. room. He, well, no. He, he said, you can talk to him about all of this, you know, having medical marijuana. I'm like, I don't want medical marijuana. I, I want the CBD oil to figure out what, you know, how mm-hmm. to deal with my... Hands that hurt in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not nuts like you. <laughs> no, no. She said, I'm not crazy like you. And the doctor turns, looks at me, and goes, "You are crazy." Oh. And then there was this other woman sitting in the in the that waiting room. Was hilarious. So is this at, the, the pot farm you po- went to? At, no, okay. it's, it's the, the pot, pot doc. Farm. The pot doc, Doctor Merman. Doctor Merman. So we're saying there's this woman listening to this like conversation, and he all of a sudden changes the topic. And she says, that's exactly what crazy people do. can't <laughs> <laughs> A complete stranger. That's exactly what crazy people do. They change the subject. I'm like, good God. 
Everybody in the building turned on me. It was very hilarious. Yeah, laugh it up. And what did I come away with after I talked to Ethan Wise, the analyst? Oh, that you're happy that I'm in your life and that I've done everything for you. And that's correct. So I'm. That shows how crazy I am. Right (laughs) there, being so nice to you is really crazy. I feel like a marriage therapist all of a sudden for some reason. It's a wonderful thing. I will love that book because I, you know, there's a. Who's the guy? Is, is it John Desmond writes all the books about Palm Beach, the crime books about Palm oh, Beach? Oh, gosh, I don't remember the John name of the Desmond? author. It might I don't, be. I don't think I've read that. Oh, it's really, really good. So this, that's not, there's a little bit of a comedic element to it, but not like that. I will end yeah, up Yeah, no, this it. is just really dark, twisted. Is I mean, any, the, the main character is a serial killer. But well, when, the reason that. that he kills people, sort of like you go, a Dexter sort I'm of kind of glad he killed him. Actually. Like a Dexter kind <laughs> of thing? Okay. You liked Dexter, didn't you? you um, yeah, that. I watched yeah. Dexter. I, I like Dexter a lot. I love Dexter so much. We named our two kittens Dexter and Morgan. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, they act like little psychopaths. Well, I can they're tell cats. Yeah, kittens are crazy. Oh, my God. I remember I had this one cat. If I, I would come home. It would be on top of the shower curtain rod. Yeah. <laughs> and stuck up there and wouldn't want to come down. Oh, my God. It was just like, oh, my God, what is with these cats? Ours likes to climb the screens oh. on our windows. So next yep. thing I know, all of a sudden I hear the the curtains yeah. will be, like, moving <laughs> yep. and stuff. And I look and I pull it back and there's a cat. <laughs> just clawed into the screen. Just <laughs> Robin Williams like, did a bit about cats in the screen. It's very funny. Anybody remember that? I do indeed. Yeah, There's no question funny. about it. They'll climb anything they can. Mm-hmm. It's true. Kanye West has been out of the headlines for uh, well, how long? At least six days, though. Mm. But a tweet about fast food has catapulted him right back into the thick of it. Fox News reports on Yee's latest kerfuffle. I never thought I'd read the line, Yee's latest kerfuffle. Yeah, that's, it doesn't appear in English very often. <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, which started when he posted a brief message to his Twitter fans on Sunday morning. McDonald's is my favorite restaurant. Someone in the Burger King UK office must have been surveying the internet from across the pond because shortly after came a snarky response to Wes from that account, explains a lot. (laughs) Burger King said, explains a lot about you that you like McDonald's. See, they're ripping off Wendy's social media. They're famous for going after customer complaints. They don't take crap from anybody. That's phenomenal. I remember some idiot tweeted Wendy's. um, He, like, saw... uh, picture of a refrigerated Wendy's truck and he was like you said your burgers are never frozen well explain this and they said something like there's milk in there I guess you've never heard of a refrigerator because <laughs> there's dairy products in there what the well, hell well I mean you can cool something down without freezing it well, of course so yeah people want to be unhappy I have really learned that particularly at watching television today. People want to be confrontational. They want to be unhappy. They want to cause as many problems as they possibly can. So I was listening to you on the morning show and you were talking about the election and Oop, and we're gonna and, take a break. We'll be right back in two oh, minutes. Sorry. Doug Sprinthal will schmooze right up to this Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android Store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? And X-Check, I'm going to get it today. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about X-Check. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. 
You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. (laughs) I walk the line. You better. I hold my <laughs> pants up with a piece of twine. <laughs> Is that really a thing? My brother Terry used to sing oh. it that way. When he was on stage, he'd sing it, I hold my pants up with a spring of twine. <laughs> because you're mine. Please pull the twine. Oh, see, every time I hear a Johnny Cash song, it stays in my head for like three months. Well, they all sound exactly the same. So I know. <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. I always liked him, though. I always liked Johnny Cash. I know. Yeah. So here's my political observation oh, from political yesterday. Observation. You were talking oh, go about this. Away. No, no, you're it's over. Pre- you'll appreciate this. <laughs> it's over. Because you were talking about uh, going to vote and how pleasant it was. Well, I had it the same great. experience. I went really to. Nice. Uh, I brought my son, who voted for the first time, and I didn't guide him. I just said, "Here's the ballot, and here's how it works." And he goes, "Dad." normalized marijuana party. I'd never heard about that. (laughs) So as we're leaving, there's some St. Olaf Poli Sci students trying to do an exit poll. And I said, do you want to do it? And my son's like, yeah, why not? So we're hanging out in the entryway, and it was dinner time, so the place was getting pretty crowded. And this guy goes, hey, Doug, and it's Dan Alstrup, who was our IT director. Big, long line of people, Mm -hmm. probably 40 there. And I said, and Dan's a righty. And I said, hey, Dan, this is uh, for the Democrats. The Republicans vote at Wendy's. Everybody cracked up. Right. So my point is everybody's kind of getting along when they're all face-to-face. I right? hope so uh-huh. because they're not on television. The, the chances that he was the only Republican there are about slim to none. Yeah. So, yeah. I will tell you this, uh-huh. honest to God. I tuned in to Fox and I tuned in to CNN. CNN's numbers are going to plummet if they yeah. don't stop. They just can't stop. Lying. Everybody, they, just I, lie. they just lie. That's what they do on there. And, and, and again, I voted Republican and I voted Democrat. I voted a you know a mixed ticket. Some of the people I voted for won. Some of them lost. I, I ex- there were no surprises for me no, in that election. Not one. Not one surprise in the whole thing. I was surprised that Ellison did as well as he did. Quite honestly, no, I, 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 thought it, I thought it was going to be closer. I knew he was going to win. Not at all. I thought he no. was. I yeah. I just hey, listen. If you marry your brother to get in the country, or you beat the hell out of women, you're good to go. Yeah, I, I don't have a brother. To me, that was shocking, especially the <laughs> especially the allegations of him beating his girlfriend. Was it his girlfriend? His girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, because especially today, how touchy people are about those things. Well, I thought it would backfire on yeah. him. But all I keep hearing from the way, way far left is there was nothing in his uh, divorce papers. So? I follow um, Karen Monahan is her name. Yeah, Karen Monahan's her on name, On right? Twitter, and she has been very very vocal about this mm-hmm. and she said that she's been threatened you would not believe oh yeah like yeah, i knew about that she's she's afraid i guess she left town yeah she said oh, really? it's, well, it's so kidding? bad because it's like the whole kavanaugh thing he didn't really they didn't really have much proof no, more than they do with him. with ellison's girlfriend actually isn't there more proof with In, with ellison well, there, there was is, a, yes. yeah there was a medical report and yeah. but that is like a clear case of a double standard that the, you know the way they treated Kavanaugh, and then yeah. the way they're treating Allison—it's just I, disgusting. I think the whole thing's weird because there's a lot of Democrats that did less that lost their jobs. I mean, you look yeah, at Franken, right. and, uh-huh. and he should have so never it's been not, fired. Yeah, it's not it, just the. It is a little suspicious that he got. You know, yeah, it, it is just makes odd. me a little. Yeah, it makes me upset that there wasn't more um, outcry about that. I actually yeah. gave him and to be honest, I threw my vote away in that election. I voted for the independent because I, I, I yeah. Wardlow, the thing that bugged about I his whole either. platform was I'm not Keith Ellison's. Like, okay, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> we and know I knew that. It didn't matter, but <laughs> I just I couldn't I couldn't make myself. I do have it. I have this theory that the reason why everybody is pushing so hard and is so maniacal about politics these days is because every I, I think the government wants to get their mitts on the baby boomers wealth yep, before they can leave right. it to their kids 
I really yeah, do. I really hope you're wrong. I think I'm completely right. I, um, all I said was, I hope you're wrong. I didn't say <laughs> right. you were. So you better, there's start, a, there's you better start hiding anything you got. <laughs> I know somebody that's worked with Keith Ellison for like 20, 25 years, however long he's been around. He's worked with him from the beginning. And I asked him, I said, how, how are you going to go in the booth and do that? And he goes, I'm not voting for him. I mean, a guy whose co-worker wouldn't even vote for him. Wow. It's been well known that he doesn't exactly behave around North Minneapolis. Sorry. Yeah. And he's just an well, owly he's little... black. Yes, that must be <laughs> the okay, the Hillary. problem. Okay, Hillary. Well, you look alike. Didn't oh, somebody still... accuse you of being racist because you said you didn't want to vote for a woman beater or a... Yes, they Whatever. thought I was being racist because yeah. they both happen to be black, but that has nothing to do with it. See, that's that's the whole thing too. I mean, you can't you can't dislike somebody even if you think that they beat a woman. My favorite one of their is still color. Though. It my, makes no sense. My favorite comment that I got ripped for was, "How does Donald Trump get away with calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas?" I was called anti-women. I was called uh, a racist. And I was called a uh, conservative hater. From one sentence, they got three different takes of how <laughs> ass I am. There you go. It's just unbelievable. That's like, the world we live attention. in today. Ugh, gross. Will I go out and boo Elon, what's her name? Oh. Musk. No. Elon Musk. That's exactly right. Elon I can't Moore. remember her last it name. Moore? I think Omar. So. Omar. 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 Yes, Elon Omar. I wouldn't boo Keith Ellison. I wouldn't boo her. I wouldn't go and scream in their face. I will no. certainly not walk into a restaurant and point at them and scream at them no. like you morons did out there in, where was it, it's D.C. or somewhere. It's been all over the place, yeah. Yeah, don't be doing that anymore. Really, I'm, and I'm doing this to protect you. One of these days, you're going to point and scream at a guy in a restaurant, and he's going to have rage issues, and, and he's going to tear you, you apart. Uh, if not, shoot you. Well, then he they can go down you. as a martyr in history, so it might behoove them to do so. But, Who but the knows? only people that I see that are really poking the bear, trying to stir up trouble and trying to stir up hatred is CNN. I haven't heard MSNBC do it. Maybe they're doing it. I haven't heard Fox doing it. Maybe they're doing it, but I haven't heard it. CNN won't stop doing it. Just hatred. Oh, no. my God. We hate these people. They it, hate yeah, them. It almost God. seems actionable, what they're doing. I know. It really and does. what are their numbers like? Their numbers were horrible last I checked. People do not like Jeff Zucker, and they don't like what he does. I know that Nickelodeon was kicking their ass. That I do know. <laughs> Getting I beat by that. Nickelodeon. I think it's phenomenal. The powder puff girls. <laughs> yeah, I don't Getting know if that's the, ulti- that's the ultimate measure of value, because if it was, you know. Exactly. Uh, let's see. In October, be listening to porn stars, right? October, during primetime, they were ninth in basic cable. Ninth? After During Fox, political season? Fox, wow. ESPN, TBS, MSNBC, FS1. I don't even know what that is. USA, Hallmark, and HGTV. They got beat by HGTV. By quite a bit. Well, I watch a lot of HGTV. A lot of people do. Flip This House, Property Brothers. What came came in first? Fox. Well, Fox came in first Narrowly tied with ESPN. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, first of all, Fox is the only conservative station, so they're going to get all the conservative viewers. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. So it's not going to be split up like MSNBC, you said, was in there. Yep. CNBC does some politics, but mostly... CNBC you know, wasn't in there, so... Wasn't in there. They do some politics, but not much. It's mostly stock market stuff. Mm. What else is there? There's MSNBC, there's CNN, there's... Uh, Fox and what Fox and there's another Fox. Is 359 is a Fox station on Directv, but I I don't know. It's Fox Business. That's what oh, it is. Oh, okay. We have Dr. Michelle Oakley on the phone. All Dr. Right. Michelle, you're lucky to work with animals. You don't have to talk to human beings that way. Mm. Yes, thank God they don't have political opinions. <laughs> it, right now, sir, honestly, Dr. Oakley, I I. I I didn't. I wasn't surprised by anything that happened yesterday. I voted for Republicans. I voted for Democrats. Some of the people I voted for won. Some lost. And then I tune in, and and just these news stations have got to stop. Oh my God, they're obnoxious. It's amazing. Well, she's in Canada and Alaska, so she's. Happy. Well, she's still in the United States, so I know, in but Alaska. She have to worry about her. And in, in Canada, she can get high as hell now on the legal marijuana, so All that's right. good. <laughs> I don't think she wants to be. Oh, Alaska too. I didn't know it was Alaska too. So that's good. I assume. Oh yeah. 
Minnesota elected mm -hmm. Tim Walls, and he's been very clear that he favors recreational marijuana, so it'll probably happen in the next year or two here, I would imagine, which is fine. There's good tax revenue in there, and you really cannot OD. You can try your best, but you cannot OD on, on marijuana, so it's much preferable to the opioid you, you cannot, uh, epidemic. You can't OD on frosting, however. <laughs> which you're going to do <laughs> at the break. Dr. Oakley... You got a lot of a lot of animal lovers in the room right now, although we have a dog. Oh, great! He's a Cavalier King Charles. He's five years old, and he is the biggest baby of any animal I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> oh, that's a lap dog for you. <laughs> Yeah, those are great little dogs. He is and, um, a great little dog. You know, they often say the dog personality kind of resembles the owner a little bit, but I'm just saying. Hmm. <laughs> so, Does bark a lot, Tom. Yeah, and he's a big baby, Catherine. <laughs> so there you go. My love lovely it. wife is here. How did you get started in the, in the business? I know I'm not talking about the TV show, which is great. The TV show is doing very very well. Yukon Vet. Dr. Michelle Oakley with us. Have you all, I assume, since you were a child, you were very interested in, in animals. Uh, is that how you got started in the whole business in the first oh, place? Oh, yeah. Oh, ab absolutely. You know, I, my uncle had a dairy farm when I was growing up, oh. and I spent a ton of time on the dairy farm. And my parents were huge animal lovers, so they, you know, I'd bring home snakes, and I would bring home any, any injured wildlife. I grew up in Indiana, so, you know, there'd be raccoons and skunks and who knows what. And my parents would just be like, okay, whatever, you know. Oh. So, um, and then, you know, I, I really grew up watching National Geographic. Like the oh, yeah. Like I loved watching Dang Goodall, you know, and that kind of stuff. And to see, you know, I think for, for me, you know, a young, young woman watching, you know, Jane Goodall do all this stuff, I was like, I want to do that, yeah. you know. And then yeah. I actually got to meet her when I was 11. And I told her, I want to do this. And she's like, well, then you will. You know, and I was like, okay, all right, you said it, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I was really lucky to have those kind of role models. And, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled now to be on that, Geo. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like a dream come true that, you know, that that's just the channel I'm with. So it's really nice. Well, it sounds like you have an exciting life. How do you be an all-species vet? Because generally people have a, you know. Dog guy, Dog or a cat guy, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because generally it's just so hard. Yeah, other vets are, are good at something, I think. You know, it's sort of that. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. That's nice, Dr. Yeah, Oakley. Um, I kind of just can't, you know, like when, when you're the only vet in a large area and, you know, everyone has different kinds of animals and there's wildlife, you know, they really want to help. It's just, that's what you have to do. And so it's a lot of time of, you know, I really lean on a lot of my colleagues at the vet school or a lot of friends who are specialists, you know, radiologists, or they might be specialist in um, surgery and I'm constantly having to like read and keep up and you know just find ways to make it work because I can't even I'd love to be able to send you know some of my patients to big referral centers like a lot of folks can do in the lower 48 you know send them to an equine hospital or to a specialist clinic and we just don't even have that option where we are it's so remote. Now are you taking injured animals from the wild and rehabilitating them because I thought that was sort of a hands-off sort Sometimes. of Sometimes. Okay. Uh, no, it really it really depends. Like if animals, you know, in some areas where there's a lot of, you know, um, close contact between people and wildlife, which where there aren't a lot of big big cities at all in the Yukon. There's only about thirty five thousand people, but there still are areas where you know people and wildlife overlap. So, you know, we have had we had um, orphan orphan bear cubs on the show this season because the mom was. Um, the mom was hit and killed on the road, and we've had um, orphan moose cubs and. You know, all kinds of injuries to animals. So, sorry, there's a big helicopter going over right now. <laughs> I should jump in and go see what we can find. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's going to land here, actually. Really? <laughs> God. Yeah. You know, Dr. Oakley, I was looking at your picture, and, and you seem quite youthful. It, wasn't it hard to get into veterinary oh, school? Wow. Well, you do. I mean, you're, you know, you're not... You're not the old doc down the road, uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, <laughs> I've got three daughters, and one of them's already applying to vet school, so I've got some years on me, you know. She's 21 this year, so. But isn't it hard? Uh, but yeah, I, I started, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It's tough to get into vet school. It took right. me, it took me um, three tries, and I had to go back to school and improve a couple grades. I had to have, like, all A's and C's. You have to have a lot of different experience. 
you know, different kinds of experience working, like on a dairy farm, and I worked, I did a lot of volunteer work, um, you know, to up my experience, and, you know, and it, that takes a couple years, like I finished my undergrad degree, and so it was a couple years of just doing other little jobs, kind of waiting to get to vet school, and so um, I worked as a chemist on the north coast of Alaska for a couple years, Ooh. and, you know, those were all good, good experiences, but uh, my heart just kept going back, I want to get into vet school, and I just kept at it, and then, thank goodness I got in, and, you know, you just, if you, so many kids talk to me, and they say they want to be a vet, and it's awesome, you know, and they want to help animals, but so they just got to, you know, the one thing I say is, you know, do, do well in science and math, you know, <laughs> and don't give up, yeah. it often takes a few years, you know. I like that. Uh, do you mind my if I take, well, right now, and I, and I say the same to her. <laughs> So. No, I understand. I need to take a very, very quick break yeah. and be right back. Can you stay with us? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Excellent. We'll Don't be... jump in that helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. be right back with Dr. <laughs> Michelle Oakley, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. La, 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 la. I'm singing along. Um, Doug Sprinthal is here, and he's just talking about uh, he's talking about Donald Trump and the speech he did this uh, morning. Look, if your hair looked like that, you'd be crabby, too. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm no. saying you know, and I'm not Democrat or a Republican, so I, I'm just a centrist. I Do you remember the Cheers episode where uh, Cliff Clavin had a, a behavioral therapist that put a shock collar on him? Yeah, <laughs> it was phenomenal. That's what we need to do with Don. So it's like, okay, you're doing good, you're doing good, they're asking good questions. Now you just call the reporter a terrible, rude person, and you'll never speak to him again. Zap. Hit the shock collar. Yeah. I like it. Dr. Oakley, you're so happy. I bet you're happy to be hiding out in Canada part of the time and Alaska the rest of the time away from. These people have lost their minds in the Continental 48, I'll tell you that. It's, they've lost. It's I, crazy. It a, is crazy. And I'm a very centrist person. I Some of the things, uh, you know, the conservative and socially liberal, and I vote for both parties. And these people cannot wait to show their hatred for one another. It, it is amazing. And what a. What an influence they're having on the youth of America, aren't they? Yeah, that's why yeah. I love my cats. <laughs> Doesn't talk much. That's why I like nope. animals better than people. I think that's why we get a lot of people. I think that's why we get a lot of people tune in too, because it's uh, maybe a little bit of break from yeah. every day. A reality show is giving you a break from reality. I think you know, and a good family show where you can watch with your kids and not worry sure. about too many right. other things. I mean. We talk about neutering and some other difficult things, I think. But you know, other than that, it's um, you know, it's definitely a good family show from watching our family out in the, out in the wilderness. So. Well, Catherine's been talking about having me neutered for a long time, but it, so far it hasn't sunk in. So that's <laughs> no, it. I haven't. Don't listen to him. <laughs> no, I have. I will tell you this, though, Dr. Oakley. This is Oakley, being very weird. I'm not being weird. I'm just doing segues. But anyway, hey, uh, today happens to be my birthday, and you know what I got for my birthday as a gift? Oh. 
an interview with you. No. No. Ah, what do you think of that, Doctor? I've been Oprah. posting on social media what, I, what gift I gave you is there's no more political ads. Yes. Yes, there are no more there political ads. That's good. Happy but birthday. I get to talk. To, it's the best. No, best doctor, present ever. Doctor, I tell you what, I, I love interviewing very pleasant people. You love your job. You can tell you love your job. You're easy to talk to. You have a hit TV show. You got everything going for you. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice, and and uh, you know it's fun having the family on the show too. Like sure. my daughters have just been amazing, helping me, and and kind of growing up on TV. That wasn't something you know when we first started doing the show. It was like, oh, we're just going to do a couple episodes, then a couple more, and now you know our sixth season is out, and we're filming our seventh season. God, amazing. And you know a lot of the, a lot of the folks, the girls grow up on the show. It's been cool for every and, and for me, like okay, I'm off the hook for scrapbooking, so. You know, I can. <laughs> right. I don't have to do all that kind of stuff. You know, just turn on the turn on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll work. Uh, God, while I'm talking to you, I'm looking at all these stories. I just kind of looked at stories with animals in them. I don't. This is not your area, but uh, this is the actual headline of a story that's out today. Crocs wearing guy jumps into a croc pond at a gator farm. Hmm. So you're wearing Wait, Crocs. crocodile in a gator farm? There's a crocodile in a, a gator farm, now. so I don't understand that either. But he's wearing Crocs, and then he jumps into a croc pond. Mm. Why would you? A little high, you think? Stupid. Stupid or high, or both. One of those Probably. deals. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. What are, the hardest, what are the hardest animals to work with as far as you know, medical service and all that? Some of them just got to be kind of owly, I would imagine. I think... Yeah, I think, you know, grizzly bears are, I work on a lot of big bears, and the grizzly or brown bears, like the Kodiak ones, they can be, you know, over a thousand pounds, and, you know, they're not just grumpy, you know, they're also huge, so when it's difficult, you know, I have to anesthetize them, I want to, you know, it's really important, especially if they're in captivity, that you check in on all their systems, you look in their mouth, make sure all those beautiful big teeth are healthy, and they're not going to just open their mouth for you so that involves you know yeah getting your hands on them yeah. darting them and and that can be difficult and then you know in one of our episodes like we had to it showed how we you know we, we darted this bear and got up to it and we're just getting ready to do the exam i was just about to open the mouth and i kind of turned to do something and the bear stood up oh, oh. Yeah. oh did you pee yourself <laughs> a little bit <laughs> but, like so there's something scarier there's something scarier than seeing a bear stand up and that's no. seeing your daughter in between you and the bear when it stood up and oh. so that, was, that was really tough and so you know and then another bear we worked on it went it ran after you darted it it ran right into the lake and you know you just can't control what they're going to do and so it's not like i can pull a thousand pound bear out of the lake you know we had to it, its nose was just above the water it was basically blowing air bubbles it was blowing bubbles and barely above and so we had to make sure it was it was still actually out, but we started like trying to pull it, and it was still kind of awake. Then we had to get a big, heavy piece of equipment to lift it out because it's just too big to even move. So, you know, it's a little different than working on a dog in a vet clinic. Is you know all the logistics of working on these big animals. It's it's, it's tough. It's not only you know ten times the drugs and these huge volumes and huge amounts. It's that the equipment and everything that you you get as a veterinarian is designed usually for dogs and cats or people and then to try and make it work for a 1200 pound bear that's you know it's a challenge it's awesome it's really you know it's really exciting but it's also really difficult and um a real challenge to get everything to work like that i could see that now the first time you had to walk up to a bear that had to be a little unsettling i would imagine well you shoot it with a dart gun from how it far away i yeah. hope i don't like, care really if you shoot him or not away, <laughs> I remember the first bear I worked on. It was a polar bear, but it was in captivity. It was when I was doing my training at Calgary Zoo. And um, we were taking it from its enclosure back to the hospital. And we, we were in the back of a van with it. And, you know, just watching it. it uh, we have a, what's called a pulse oximeter. It's showing you the heart rate. And the heart rate was gradually going up, which means it's starting to wake up a bit. So we're like, oh, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I'd imagine. So are you from Calgary originally? No, I'm from Indiana. So oh, yeah, that's what I I'm thought. American from America, and I became Canadian as well, like dual citizen when I met my husband, because he's from the Yukon, from Canada. Oh, he's from so. the Yukon. The reason I yeah. ask you that is Catherine so, and I... Yeah, on, I grew up in the Midwest. Catherine and I, on our honeymoon, went up to Camelback Mountain and then did a little white... Camelback? Not Camelback, Saddleback. Saddleback. Saddleback Mountain. Oh, nice. Just, yeah, uh, just nice. west of Calgary. Nice and then 
Oh, yeah. God, it's gorgeous. We rode, yeah, we yeah. rode horses through the mountains, and a lot of the horses were um, wild horses that they caught when they were younger and then turned them into riding horses, which oh, I don't cool. know. if you, Are you allowed to do that anymore? Capture a wild uh, horse? I don't know about there, but you are in the Yukon. Oh, yeah, okay. The Yukon has wild horses, and they're definitely up for grabs. We've been <laughs> we've been rounding some up. and Really? the young ones, we've been getting, you know, people have been making them, giving them homes, and it's been awesome. Like, because they're the ones in the Yukon have been wild for i don't know since the 50s or 40s 1940s or 50s and really so they're totally like they've been selected you know like natural selection has been at work and these horses are like designed to, to survive bears and wolves and 40 below oh and God. swamps and they're just so tough it's unbelievable like they're they're incredible they are amazing. There, there's no doubt about that. So, so yeah. you're in Indiana. How did you end up at, uh, going to uh-huh. going to college in Calgary? Um, well, I went to University of Michigan for my undergrad. Okay. Go blue. Okay. Go blue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I that was for my undergrad in zoology, and they had a study going in the summer for undergraduates to go help a PhD student, and so that's what I did. You had different choices, and I. Honestly, barely even knew where the Yukon was. Like, I really, literally did not know. I'm like, right. Yukon? Is that like Mexico or that's Yucatan? <laughs> yes, <laughs> wow. Yukon, <laughs> Yucatan. Really same thing. Yukon <laughs> and the Yucatan. <laughs> Land of the armadillos. And then I went up there yes. and it was great. Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, it, and I never, I, I did go to school to Calgary, but I was just there. It was after vet school and I was doing an internship. Oh, okay. You know, a two medicine internship. Yeah, but. It is a great area. We go up yeah. to uh, we go up to uh, yeah. we go up to Lake Louise and Banff and uh, love that area. God, that is fantastic. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, yeah. the first time we ever went to Banff, I went to play golf at the Banff Springs Inn right by the hotel, and Ooh, they said, "I'm." Nice. It yeah. is gorgeous. They said, "I'm sorry." This is 34 years ago. They said, "I'm sorry, but the golf course is closed." I said, "Oh, that's too bad. What's the problem?" Uh, there was a tourist from Asia who decided to walk up to a bear to take its picture. That oh, did not boy. work out too well. That was that was almost. Bear I think that, him, yeah. that was an that was an event that happened a few times a oh, year back yeah. in those. Oh days. yeah, totally. Yeah. People yeah. used to walk up to bears yeah. and don't walk yeah. up to bears. Don't do that. Yeah. Apparently, he no, it's crazy. He got the whack across the head, and it didn't work out too well. He killed the guy. He yep. killed him. It was unbelievable. Oh, man, that's bad. So I said, I'll wait in here with yeah. the, the door locked. <laughs> I'll wait in the hotel. Yeah, that uh, yeah, was unbelievable. Are... Okay, so I want to ask you, because I hear both sides of this. When you see a bear, do you tuck down into a ball, or do you make noise, or do you run away? Depends what if it's a do grizzly, you do? If it's a black bear, and if it has cubs. I don't know if I'm worried about what species it yeah, is while it, I'm... It really depends <laughs> on the situation. You're right. Really? I mean, if it's a grizzly bear in general, you're not supposed to run because... Okay. You, one, you're not going to outrun them. And no. two, you want to kind of like stand your ground and just be like, you know, because most of the time it's just like bluff charges and... But if, in the case of black bears, there's been a lot of black bear attacks, at least up in Alaska, the Yukon, and Canada, that have been predatory, where they were, like, really sneaky following oh. people and then came out. In that case, you want to run and fight. That's interesting. So fight? Really <laughs> what yeah. am I fighting with? Well, black bears are a lot smaller <laughs> than grizzlies. Whatever. Well, they're still bigger than me. Yeah, they, they are. When we were, we, were, we, were just, we were just hiking out in Colorado, and they had a sign saying to not run right and to try to make mm-hmm. yeah and to confront the bear because they're normally going to yeah they're going to make some weird noises and kind of run at you a couple of times which at that point I'm probably going right. to die of fright yeah <laughs> so <laughs> they seriously don't even know what I would do they posture a lot they'll just start you know grunting you would, and you would go like Booga, 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 booga. And that's what mm-hmm. I had to do once. When I was <laughs> booga, 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 booga. That doesn't work for that's, the deer in my yard. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to. That's, that's my go-to is booga, 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 booga. And I, don't, I had to do that to a bison that was charging me. I had to do it Whoa. to a bear. And both times it worked. So I'm recommending the booga booga. All right, so I'll try to remember that as I'm pooping my pants and praying. (laughs) No, I've seen videos of bears walking up to these little 
10 pound cats and the cat swipes at the bear and the bear runs off into the forest. <laughs> so oh, yeah. with animals, it's all the attitude. The lesson there would be to always have a 10 pound cat with you. Yeah. Kitty. Throw the cat at the bear. It's all attitude <laughs> with animals. Um, you know, one thing I can tell you, I, I've been on, I do a morning show as well. And I've been on that show for 33 years, which means I've been getting up at four o'clock in the morning and then going to bed at about nine o'clock at night for 33 years. And you get to wander around and work wow. on animals whenever you feel like it. Who has a better life, you or me? That's what oh. I want. Oh, whenever I feel like it. No, I'm on call 24-7, so, because oh. <laughs> I'm the only vet in a lot of the small communities where mm. I live, so um, there's no rest for the wicked in my case, but I mean, I can't <laughs> complain, because I, I love it. You know, I really love it, and um, I love doing the wildlife work, and I love, and I really, to be honest, I love working with the people, like, the people in some of these really remote communities off-grid are just so tough and so quirky and funny. Like, they each could have their own TV show, you know? Like, there's just so many neat people up there, and they just they depend on their animals. It's, it's definitely a, a bond, like a pet anywhere, or a family member, you know? But, but it's also that, you know, when they go fishing, you need to have a bear because a grizzly bear will step out. And the, and the dog, you need to have a dog, I mean, because the dog will let right. you know if the bear is around and... Dog will let you know if there's a, a cow moose with calves, which can be super dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, so you people really depend on their on their dogs up in the north. So it's it's good to be part of helping that relationship out. Our <laughs> dog was healthy. defending the chicken last night from Tom. Chicken, <laughs> and she was baking oh, the chicken. Baking She's the chicken. baking the chicken. The dog starts barking at me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my god! Such a weirdo. I have, I have someone who has a pet chicken. There's a lady with a pet chicken in my town, and she and she called me because a hawk attacked the chicken. Oh. The chicken was outside, like a normal chicken. Hawk came in and grabbed it. Oh, no. Basically tore all the meat off of its one wing. Oh. So it looked like, you know when you finish eating a chicken wing and you oh. put it on your plate? Oh, my like God. Those two bones? That's, oh. that's what it looked like when she had me come over, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, we need to do something about that. So we, <laughs> we amputated the wing. And um, the chicken did great. She put a little diaper on it and kept it in the house until it got better. And I and I've never, I have not eaten chicken since then. I have to admit. And now it flies around. And that was the last. Now it flies around that in a circle. Exactly. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's all it is. Doctor, you're a terrific interview. You need to come back. I'd love to talk to you again. Uh, terrific show. Okay, what did you say? Sure, seven, seven seasons, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we're this is season six. It's out now, right. and we're filming seven. So right, it's really exciting. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, thank you, Doctor Oakley. Great yeah. talking to you. Thanks. Have okay. a wonderful day. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Bye. Doctor Michelle Oakley, Yukon Vet, is the name of the TV show. Yeah, I was a bit jealous of her job until she told me about the bear waking up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that would freak no. me out. I was going <laughs> to use a disc jockey line on her, but I didn't do it. What? When she said that. God, it's just unbelievable because there was this bear and we had to put it to sleep. It was like a thousand pound bear. And I said, well, that's like a shift change at a light rock station. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But I decided not to go that route. We will be right back. Next up, Seals and Crops. (laughs) Seals and Crops, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.